The Church Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you today to this Bible study broadcast of Shear Jeshub. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and for the next quarter of an hour, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be concluding his sermon from the Book of Hebrews on the High Priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is just one in an in-depth series of sermons on heavenly authority and Pastor has been tying together our Old Testament study on the priests and Levites to what it all means today for the New Testament believer. At the end of the program, I'll be giving you an address where you can write to us, as well as directions to our church, if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area and would like to join us for Sunday service. But now, let's join Pastor Greg where we left off in our last broadcast as he reads from the book of Hebrews. It goes on to say in chapter 10, verse 1, For the law having the shadow of good things to come. Notice these words. Illustration, parable, copy. Now the word shadow. This gives us an indication of what God was doing through the old contract. For the law having the shadow of the good things to come and not the very image of of the things. They want the reality. They were the parable. They were the illustration. They made people aware of sin. They talked of the need for a sacrifice, the distance between man and God, and the need for a sacrifice to draw near to God. They were a shadow. They can never, with these same sacrifices which they offer continually, year by year, make those who approach perfect. They can't change us. For then, would they not have ceased to be offered? For the worshippers once purified would have had no more consciousness of sins. There would be no more awareness of how sinful we are. No more seeking for help, needing a savior, needing a redeemer. But in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sin every year. They reminded the reality of sin. It is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins, verse 4. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, and again, this is a quote from the Old Testament Psalms, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me, and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. Those sacrifices couldn't change anything. God ordained them for that system, but they couldn't change the reality of sin. But here he is at the appointed time he appears. The volume of the book, all the Old Testament speaks of him, is a shadow, a symbol of him to do the will of God. This is the one that will make the change. Previously saying, verse 8, sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offering for sin, you did not desire nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. And then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first, that he may establish the second. The first is passing away. It was a shadow of the fulfillment we have in the greater, the better, the more perfect. Verse 10, By that will we have been sanctified, through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. And again, notice, once for all. Happened one time, fulfilled all those 
prescribed Levitical sacrifices, but only on a higher plane, allowed us to go into the higher tabernacle of heaven. So verse 10 was set apart, was sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Verse 11, and every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, this one whom the scripture speaks of, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he did it once forever, he sat down at the right hand of God. And from that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. That's the purpose of the ascension. Waiting for the enemies of Jesus Christ to be made his footstool. One by one, those demons, that whole people are being conquered. As this one who the devil thought he had trapped says, No, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Live your life in me. And that demon flees. And that person is set free. And that demon is crushed under the foot of Jesus. And one by one, every nation, tribe, and language, people from all different backgrounds, repenting and coming to the true high priest, the Messiah, and the enemies of Jesus are crushed under his feet until all the subjects are made of the kingdom and Messiah returns and claims the kingdom. Verse 14, For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being set apart, those who are being sanctified. One time, that moment, that, that perfect moment we celebrate on Good Friday when Jesus did it all. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us. For after he said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. That's from Jeremiah. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. There's no longer a need for continual offerings. He did it once for all, and that offering gives total forgiveness to anyone that comes to Jesus Christ. As long as we accept him, as long as we confess him. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. So we have this eternal happening in the tabernacle of heaven Jesus Christ re-enters the glory he had with the Father from the beginning through the sacrifice of his blood he didn't need to die for himself because he was there to begin with but he came down as one of us and died so that that blood makes atonement and as one of us now he enters into heaven and we all hang on to the train of his garment the hem of his garment and we're brought in by our high priest. He did it for us that we now have access into heaven once for all. Therefore, brethren, what is the conclusion? Verse 19. Having boldness, what a word, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, brethren, having boldness, having confidence to enter the holiest, the holiest of holies, the most holy place, the very presence of God in heaven itself by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, not a dead way based on rituals, but a living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. The only veil that separates us now from God is the body of Christ. And when we accept Jesus' sacrifice, we go straight through that veil into the presence of God.
into the closest presence of God, of which the tabernacle was only a type. We could stand in the heavens of heaven. When we die and we leave these bodies, our spirit goes to be in the holy place, the most holy place, because we go through the blood of the Lamb. We go through the body of Jesus. And we enter through the body of Jesus, through the veil, into the most holy place. A new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, he lives today to make intercession. He is our living priest. We don't have to depend upon a human being with all the frailties. We don't need to count upon the righteousness of any priest or minister or religious leader. We have Jesus Christ, the high priest, over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. The old ways can go away. The conscience can be cleansed. Evil can come out. And our bodies washed with pure water, not just the water of baptism where we symbolically wash away sins, but the true water. Remember the spear goes in the side of Jesus and what happens to that blood? It turns to water. Water comes out, the water that covers us and washes us inside and out. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, helping each other, building each other up, and so much more as you see the day approaching, as you see the day, the return of Jesus Christ approaching. We should have confidence. We should build each other up. We should assemble together. We should work in love. We should have faith because of the promise of God. He is faithful. We have Jesus Christ as our high priest and the tabernacle that is our inheritance. We've entered through the blood of the Holy Lamb of God into the most holy place. Tremendous confidence. And so we're sanctified and we're set apart. Lord willing, next time, we want to talk a few minutes next time about the tabernacle, the temple. And then we want to turn our attention to what's happened in Christianity, a process that's happened over the years where there's a tendency to want to go back under the Levitical system, to go back under the old. It's true in the, the church, the traditional churches. It's true in the cults to want to make some type of Levitical system where people, again, are doing works and forgetting that we have the beautiful access directly into heaven through Jesus Christ. And Lord willing, we'll talk about that next week. Father, we thank you for your holy scriptures. And we thank you, Lord, for the freedom and the liberty that we have and the reality of our high priest, Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for what you did with the nation of Israel, how you set them up as a different nation from all the peoples how you gave them the law and gave them these wonderful illustrations, these symbols, these parables, Lord, that all pointed to your son Jesus. How the scriptures written over millennia all agree, the Old Testament pointing forward to him, the New Testament telling us about him. Father, we thank you that you've proven yourself in your word and your creation and all these things. 
Father, help us to have faith to believe you for great things and to realize that we're seated in heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. The word of the Lord is indeed spirit and truth and life. And that is why we here at Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle feel so privileged to be able to bring you this Bible study program. And we would love to hear from you, our listeners. I know in today's unbelievably busy world, it is difficult to find the time to write, but your words of encouragement are greatly appreciated. Also, if you feel prayerfully led of the Lord to help support the Church Fellowship Outreach of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, your donations would also be greatly appreciated. Please send all correspondence and make out all donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 Once again, that's Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 and if you are going to be in the Madison, Connecticut area, I would like to invite you to join us for Sunday service. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning for Bible study, praise, worship, and the Lord's Supper at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61, go down to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub.